why don't people want to be estate agents when they're growing up? Today, I'm joined by Chris Webb, who is a estate agency guru, used to work for some of the biggest firms in the industry as a national trainer. And he's here to talk to me about why people don't want to become estate agents. Chris, why don't people want to become estate agents? Talk to me. Absolutely. So uh, I can still remember the bit of the job that I liked the least when I was a estate agent on the front line. And that's when I met people I didn't know. And they would say to me, so Chris, what do you do for a living? And I would say, I'm an estate agent. And it's that slight half a second pause where they go, hmm, okay. Well, let's, let's just go one step back. Did you fall into a estate agency like the rest of us? Um, would I say I fell into it? I wouldn't say fall tripped is probably a, uh, okay. a way. So um, when I um, came out of college, my, uh, well, I looked in the paper for a job, as you do back in the day. Because your parents were giving you hassle. Absolutely, quite. If you're going to live under this roof. Mind reader. Sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, newsflash. <laughs> absolutely. So so, um, so it was either flipping burgers or it was well, yeah, sticking quite. photos yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always enjoyed working with people. I've always been quite competitive, quite salesy, even though I didn't really know it back then, but that was kind of the personality trait I had. Um, I saw an advert in the paper for a job at Hamptons International in Winchester. Uh, had my first interview and that went okay in the grand scheme of things. He Thank said you. to me, do you want to come back tomorrow for an interview with the area manager? By the way, have you got a suit? Of which I said, of course I've got a suit to have a quick phone call to my mum when you go to Marks and Spencer's tonight to buy a suit. Next day, meeting with the area manager, needed to say, didn't get the job. <laughs> so that did not go, not a very good start. But actually having a conversation with both the area manager and the branch manager at the time, a lot of boxes were ticked about actually I thought to myself, actually it's quite a good career, it's quite fun, you know. Never been particularly in love with property, but I enjoy a competitive sales environment. I like talking to people. I like being out about as well. They're kind of a good mixture on that side. Um, that evening, I wrote a letter to every estate agency in Winchester, um, attached with my CV, stapled on the top corner, ran every estate agent, put it under their doormat or in their post box for the, for the, uh, the next morning, and got a phone call the next morning, had an interview the day after, and started the day after that. And who was that with? Uh, that was with Complete Estate Agents in Winchester, which was um, Ian McKenzie's company. Oh! Hi, Mac. Love him. Go. Small world. So Ian was my first boss. What did Dimac teach you? A lot. A lot. Very, um, in hindsight, a fantastic place to learn to be an estate agent. Excellent. Let's come back, though, to the original question about, you say why people aren't becoming estate agents. Is the problem people aren't becoming estate agents or they're not stopping in estate agency? What's the What's the real? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both there. I think that the... People are unclear about the route in a state agency and where it can ultimately lead to. People go, right, okay, I start as a negotiator. Where's next? Do I just do viewings all the time? Do I become a branch manager? Do I become a director? Where, where's the final goal for it? So people would have some sort of prediction into the future about where they're going to go to. I don't think that's very well laid out at the moment. Um, well, I must admit, I'm hearing at the moment that there's loads of people applying to be estate agents. They just think it's Sunset Boulevard and they take videos around <laughs> walking around. Yeah, too much, too much selling Sunset, I think. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the stilettos don't quite fit me. So, uh, yeah, I won't be doing that anytime soon. But so, again, come back to the original question. Is it people not coming in or is it people not staying? I think it's a bit of both, but primarily I'd say people will not stay for the long term. I think that they will do a a section of the role, probably find out that it's probably a bit harder work than Netflix has led them to believe, and therefore they think to themselves, maybe this career hasn't got longevity is, for myself. Do you think, what, what do you think is the core reason behind that? I think there's going to be an underlying issue of a lack of support and development of people and a, a lack of realistic expectations about what day one is going to look like and what day 100 is going to look like. 
people who come into the industry, it's a very steep learning curve in a stage entry world. Training is very much on the job training, which isn't the right thing to do, which is a whole different topic in itself. It's very much end of day two, there's your keys, go to a viewing, don't lose the keys, don't let the cat out, we'll see how it goes sort of thing. So that is very much on the job training. In those sort of situations, it's very sink or swim. This is why it's crucial for people to have some sort of system and some sort of training schedule in place to go, right, you're here today and this is day one. Over the next two months, we're gonna train you in this and then you'll get to this stage. Over the next three months, we'll train you in all these areas and you'll be this, this and this by the end of it. Do you think that's something to do with the fact that, you know, I find it fascinating that I can count on those fingers and I can't even fill all those fingers. Yep. The number of trainers that I know in a state agency that yep. don't work, that are non-corporate. Yep. Yeah, I understand. I think I'd say, um, a shame for the UK property industry, I'm honest with you, because let's face it, having a trainer or a coach in your corner isn't gonna make you any worse. They're not gonna drag you down and they're not gonna to say to you, you know, you're, what, you're stopping all the right stuff and start doing all the wrong stuff. It's only gonna be a net positive position to your business. Okay, so, but then you, of course you're going to say that because you're an estate agency trainer guru. Yes, but I think logically, if you think, look at I don't know, any sport, look at a football team. They don't just turn up on a Sunday. They don't just turn up on Sunday and go, right, I haven't played for the last seven days, let's go kick the ball around and see how it goes. There is a wealth of people behind the scenes and make sure that when they turn up on Sunday, they are absolutely on top of their game. And estate agency and business full stop is no different from that. Okay, so let's just assume there's an estate agency boss watching this and hasn't got any money to put someone on training. Yep. What would adv your advice be? <laughs> official answer or unofficial answer? What, do what you do what you say what you're gonna say. Unofficial answer, come to me because I'm paid on results. So yes. <laughs> okay, but come on. Yep. Well, this is so, not this is not here to advertise yeah, yeah. yourself. I don't know. So the the short answer is that if you are a business who thinks to yourself, I haven't got the cash flow to progress my staff at the moment, you've got a bigger issue. Because if you're running a business where you haven't got the cash flow to invest in your teams, your staff, people moving forward in your business, you're gonna have a one-way ticket to your staff walking in the front door and walking out the front door 10 minutes later. And that is not gonna be a sustainable business for you. And is that because fees have been driven too low to pay, not pay, pay people enough? It's certainly not helped. It's certainly not helped. So I think if you, the fees were higher in a state agency, Obviously, that brings a higher income into most of the energy business that they should hopefully be able to reinvest into their staff and their team members as well. So it certainly doesn't help on that side. But I think with some estate agency bosses, you can give them all the money in the world and all the biggest bank account in the world. They'll still see it as their money to invest in whatever they want to spend it on rather than necessarily... Well, you've got to have right. a Porsche, haven't you? you know, you've got to have a Porsche, absolutely. So come on then, let's get some value out of you, Chris. What can estate agents do to get high fees? Wow, okay, straight to the point there. Um, I think that the... Number one, the biggest difference that people have between having a low fee and a high fee, and I've seen this time and time again, is that this sounds ridiculously low level, but if you are, the number of clients I've had who have gone, I used to charge 1%, and then one day I thought to myself, I, I deserve more than 1%, I'm gonna start charging 1.25%, and they just get it. So a lot of it, majority of it, is mindset of people asking for fee to start off with. If you think you're a 1% agent, then chances are you probably are a 1% agent. If you think you're a 1.5% agent, then congratulations, you're probably a 1.5% agent. Back to the old expression, you don't ask, you don't get. If you walk in the front door and say, my fee is 1%, the only way is down from there. They don't only come back and say, that was such a fantastic pitch, Chris, I'm gonna pay you 1.1% or 1.2%, the only way is gonna be down. So a lot of it is down to you and your mindset and think about what you deserve and what you're actually gonna achieve for the homeowner. So if you've got tangible results historically, where you can say, actually, 
the fee is a little bit of a red herring here. I get 99% of asking price and everyone else gets 95% of asking price. Hey, you've just bought yourself 4% worth of leeway and your 0.5%, 0.1%, whatever you're trying to get extra on top of that is not an issue in any way, shape or form. So, but a lot of it is just having the power to back yourself, actually having the backbone to say, this is me, this is what I deserve. We get some clients that walk away and go, actually, I'd rather go with so-and-so estate agent at 1.75%. Absolutely. Were those clients potentially going to absolutely pain your backside for the next six months? Potentially, absolutely. So I think it's about having that self-worth in yourself, but also your business model and what you're offering as well. If you deliver a quality product, you've got no problem there saying, my fear is this, and I absolutely deserve it. Thank you for your time today, Chris. Thank you very much.